Goff's three minutes. Your story. Cause knowledge is. Welcome to the first of three episodes on the disposal of feces. I'd like to call them the Turd Trilogy. This originally came from a request from my little buddy and podcast fan, Colson, who wanted an episode simply about poop, which is fairly self-explanatory, so I hope he'll settle for this instead. I feel like it is my duty. We all take for granted that we all have at least one toilet in our house. Nearly one billion people today are forced to exercise open defecation using no amenities whatsoever. So let's get down to business about the toilet. Surprisingly, indoor plumbing has been around probably a lot longer than you'd expect. Excavations in Scotland reveal that 3000 BC, a village called Scarabray, full of stone huts, had drains extending through the walls, believed to be the first indoor plumbing. The Palace of Gnosis on the island of Crete, built in 1700 BC, featured latrines with large pans connected to a water supply running through terracotta pipes 3,000 years before Europe received them. Ancient Rome was the site of many improvements in plumbing. Rome had public bathhouses that could serve up to 1,600 people at once. Talk about a team poop. The city had 144 communal bathrooms at one time. Picture a large marble room with benches on all four walls with holes every few feet. Water ran through a channel below the benches to wash away waste with a large sink in the middle of the room. I'll post a picture of the remains of one of these in the show notes. This served as a meeting place for people to sit around and socialize, discuss news, events. Think a much smellier water cooler. And it gets better. They would wipe with a communal sponge on a stick in which you would clean yourself and then rinse it off in a trough of running water at your feet before passing it along or leaving it in a bucket of salt water for the next person. In wealthier parts of the city, they would even have slaves under the benches with sponges to do the wiping for you. Talk about a crappy job. How you signaled completion of your movement and were ready for a cleaning is lost to antiquity. Christchurch Monastery in New Zealand, built in 1167, had elaborate plumbing that would separate running water, rain drainage, and waste. Now, as we discuss medieval Europe's bathroom practices, it's fairly impressive that anyone survived this era at all. Most European city dwellers used chamber pots, or potties. They would basically poop in a bucket and toss it out the window while shouting Gardi Lou, French for watch out for the water, to give a heads up for flying poo raining down on pedestrians. Buildings would construct awnings or porches over their doorways simply as a way to give people walking out of a building a chance and a clean place to step. Today, these awnings have continued to be a part of building styles. Castles were slightly more hygienic. Castles would construct bathrooms extending off the side of the wall with an opening under the seat that was open all the way to the ground. So you could basically look through the seat and see an open shaft down to the ground. Sometimes this would empty into the castle's moat, but most of the time it just fell to the ground and some poor peasant would have to shovel it into a wagon and remove it. There are a lot of cases where slaves forced to empty these basins would actually pass out from the fumes and drown. These bathrooms were called garter robes, and the name garter robe, which translates as guarding one's robe, is called that because it, you would hang your clothes in the toilet shaft and the ammonia from the urine would kill all the fleas. Wow. Literally, these toilets smelled so bad, they would kill fleas in your clothes. Now, things do eventually improve. The last 500 years have seen leaps and bounds towards healthier options to poop. 
1596, Sir John Harrington devised a flush toilet featuring a raised cistern with a pipe into a bowl controlled by gravity and a valve. He was asked to install these in English palaces. French King Louis XI hid his toilet behind curtains and used herbs to hide the smell. England's Queen Elizabeth I covered her toilet in red velvet and lace. And at the turn of the 17th century, Alexander Cummings devised the S-shaped trap to keep out the smell. God bless you, Alexander Cummings. In 1848, the English government stated all new houses have a water closet. These would empty into pits outside their homes, and night soil men, as they called them, were called to empty out the pits at night. And then came the great stink of 1858, forcing London to order sewers completed in 1865. After this stink and the subsequent sewers, cholera outbreaks dropped significantly. And then in 1880, King Edward VII hired a young plumber to install new toilets in all his palaces. That plumber's name, Thomas. Thomas Crapper. By the mid-19th century, as population in Europe exploded, there was roughly 100 people per toilet in London, and they emptied their feces into the Thames River, which in turn got into the water supply. Cholera, typhoid, and other waterborne diseases ran rampant through the citizens. And I would be amiss if I left out the infamous Squatty Potty. If you don't know what I'm talking about, this is basically a toilet that is at ground level and you hunker down over top of it much like squatting over a hole in the ground. The nature of having your knees above your waist allows for a more natural alignment of the bowels. And the majority of the Middle East and Asia still use this, combining the more natural squat with the cleanliness of a flushing to toilet. In places in China, they're actually built into the showers. Talk about a one-stop shop. Today, in our tallest, most technically advanced and architecturally sound buildings in the world, skyscrapers, they start with a blueprint with just two things placed on there in which they consider priority above all else. Elevators and toilets. Class dismissed. This podcast written, produced, and narrated by Isaac Goff in wild, wonderful Ward County, West Virginia. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs>